0: Hi everybody, and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. And so tonight, um, I thought we'd just have a look at, at the future, okay? Okay. And I want to look at, at your future. And it sort of dovetails a, a little bit with what we were uh, talking about the mo- uh, this morning. But, because the fact is, we all have a future. It doesn't matter how, how near or far you are from the end of uh, your life. Sorry to depress you, but we're all going to die. And it um, doesn't matter. But, you know, regards how close we are, the future begins right now. Because that which has happened right up until now is the past. And, you know, that cheesy old thing that today is the first day of the rest of your, your life and, and all that sort of stuff. But there is a truth in that. And, you know, there's such an interest in the future. And, uh, you know, I think to uh, a greater or lesser extent, we all want to sort of know what's going to go on in the future. You know, I, I, I remember, you know, wondering what, sort of a little bit this morning, but, you know, what I was going to do in the future. Was I ever going to get married? I really thought at one stage I was not going to get married and, uh, you know, want to know, you know, am I going to get a career? Am I going to be, uh, be fit and healthy and well? Or, or you know, how if, am I ever going to have children? How are they going to turn out? You know, all these things. We, we sort of love to have a bit of a peek um, into the future. And these, there are huge questions. And there are an infinite number of aspects of our future. And, of course, there's a whole industry that's geared up to knowing the future. You know, things like horoscopes and uh, tarot and what else we've got Uh, astrological charts and uh, you know all these sort of um, psychic sort of stuff Uh, they are people that uh, you know, that, that people set up to look into the future to know what what they should do and so many of those are uh, orientated around relationships you know if you're a Taurus should you uh, is it right that you should marry a, 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 a an Aquarius or um, you know and, and there's all that sort of stuff and, and there's stuff about you know is this a what a good day to invest in in financially in something. And we can sort of mock and, and uh, ridicule that. You know, which star sign you were born under. Do you know, I think what star sign I was born under is far less um, relevant than when Mr. and Mrs. Harland Sr. Uh, or Mr. Harland had a little bit of a twinkle in his eye one night. Actually, no, I won't go there. It's never nice to think about your parents having sex, is it? It's just... Oh dear. Anyway, um, you know, so we really are... That, that phrase what the future will bring. Can I just say, you know, if you're involved in any of that sort of um, stuff of tarot and horoscopes, and stuff, I just really would urge you not to have anything to do with it. Uh, I've known so many people who have been so unbelievably screwed up by all that sort of stuff. Uh, and I've got a much better way of looking into your future. And it's the Jesus way. It's not that way. And so if you've been involved with that sort of stuff, uh, I'd, I encourage you. The Bible's very, very clear. Give it a wide berth. And uh, maybe you'd, you'd like to talk to Kevin and Cheryl, one of the amazing leaders in this church, uh, about that if you have been involved. But you know, um, what the future will bring, that phrase, what the future will bring, is an interesting one because I don't know about you. Because I'm really not that happy about what the future will bring to me. Now we talked this morning about God has got a plan for my life. Yes, I know that. But I don't like that phrase, what the future will bring, because it's sort of, almost assuming that I sit here and wait for life to come to me and whatever happens, come to me and just, you just, okay, surah, sirrah, What will be, will be. You'll take it. And God's got a plan and it's... A, do you know what? I don't think that's God's plan at all. What I want is to be part of shaping my future according to the plan That God has got for my life. Now, that's exciting. And that's what I'm really interested in. And I believe that that's what God's interested in too. And I'm blowed if I'm going to sit back and just wait for life to come to me. I'm going to go out there, grab my future by the horns and wrestle it to the ground. Oh, no, well, let's leave that one there. But anyway. And... I want to quote something that Jesus said to his followers. It's you know, quite a, a popular verse in John, chapter 10, verse 10. Uh, and it's, he said this, The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. And you look at all the different versions. I've looked at all the different versions. And it's sort of abundant life and all sorts of brilliant words for the life that Jesus has for you. And that's the life that we're talking about this morning. Now, if that's what Jesus promised to those... Uh, who follow him, and you know, I'm assuming that most, maybe not all of you here today, maybe somebody is in here for the first time, and it's the first time you're hearing this, but if you're a follower of Jesus, that is what God has promised you. And I am confident that my future, it's not my future, my present is rich and satisfying, but my future, even at my elderly age, is also rich and satisfying, and so is yours. And, you know, our future is going to be determined by a number of things. Three things in particular, I think. The first thing my future will be t- determined by will be determined by the extent to which I let my past dictate to my future. That's, that can be n- positively as well as negatively. And too many people are dr- sort of going into their future with something from their past as a ball and chain around their lives, rather than absolutely running and belting into the future. Um, and they don't let it happen. Um, the second thing is that will uh, determine our future is the um, extent to which circumstances control lives. And we all have circumstances, stuff that happens. I think you wrote a book, didn't you, Kev? How about that? Shameless book plug for my dear <laughs> colleague and friend. What's it called? Dangerous the Dangerous World of Stuff and Things absolutely fantastic. Available in all good bookshops. (laughs) Um, But circumstances. But the third thing, the main overriding determinant of uh, how my future is going to be, and it's overriding in the sense that I think it overrides all other considerations, is one word, and it's faith. And that's what I want to talk about really tonight, actually. It's a a message dressed up as it's a faith message. And I know you've been in this church for a long time. And uh, you will have heard this word spoken many, many times. We sang a brilliant song about it's something, uh, there was a line in it. I didn't know the song, but about the faith and love something. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Faith and and love change the atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Faith and love will change the atmosphere. Faith and love will also change your future. And uh, so that's what we're going to have a look at uh, tonight. And so my first point is this, that faith will change your future. Your future is not written in the stars. It is faith that will change your future. And the first thing that we need to understand is that it's faith in God Okay, do you know when uh, Christians tend to get quite excited when they talk about faith or some Christians do. And, um, you know, I think we can sort of make some mistakes when it comes to talking about faith, because it's faith in God. It's not faith in faith. Okay, And sometimes I've heard people talk about faith can't exist in a vacuum. Um, It's got to be attached to something. And what faith is attached to is it has to be attached um, to God. Our faith is in God. And, you know, as I say, some people, sometimes people, I uh, hear them talk about faith in faith. And we can get really uh, intense about it. And it's as though faith in itself becomes an end game. It's never an end game in itself. It's not. It is only of any value whatsoever when it is attached to and in the person of Jesus Christ or God, okay? Um, You know, the verse, when I was thinking about, you know, talking about this, the the verse that is, I suppose it's quite an obvious verse, really, it's a brilliant verse, it's in uh, Mark 11, verse 22. And it was something that Jesus said to his followers. Uh, And it it was just four words. Have faith in God. It's not two words, have faith. Uh, It's four words. Have faith in God, and, um, you know, I remember as a, a child, <clears throat> you know, you, you bring home that, those seeds that you, you grow. I remember having this this seed. And as a child, I would pull it up every day, have a look, is it growing? Shove it back in. <laughs> Needless to say, it didn't really get very far. Because I was so focused on the seed and that whether that was growing. Rather than focusing on the plant growing... Um, I focused on the seed. And I think sometimes we can be really focused on the seed of faith, which God has given every one of us, okay? Anyway, um, rather than looking on what God is doing in our lives. And. Um, If we focus on God, that's why it's so wonderful. Thank you so much for the worship, uh, Heidi and uh, Robin, uh, and the the team. Thank you so much. That's one of the reasons why we worship, because our focus is on God. It's on His greatness. It's on His incredible character. We feel His presence as we worship. It's just wonderful to just open our hearts as we've uh, been doing. Um, Because as we focus on that, faith will grow in our hearts. And uh, <clears throat> so, we need to realise that the faith in and of itself per se is um, really of no value. It is not faith in our faith. It's not faith in our prayers. It's not faith uh, in our ability to pray. It's not faith in h- our holiness. It's not faith in anything else. It is faith in God. You know, sometimes it's, it's like people who have these um, serial relationships. You know, they fall in love with somebody and then they move on to the next person and then the next person and then the next person and the next person and so on. And the fact is that ultimately they're in love with being in love. And it's one of the most fascinating tragic and futile, unfulfilling, get-nowhere things in life because they're not in love with a person. They're in love with that feeling of, you know, the butterflies. I can't remember it now, but, you know. Well, whatever it was. As I say, a role model for marriage. No, I love my wife dearly, dearly. Um, But it's a frustrating and futile. And it's a bit the same with faith. It can only be focused in one place, and that is God himself. Have faith in God. Second thing I want to say is that we need to see God as active and in everything. Okay? Um, uh, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says this and it's impossible to please God without faith anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him you know this is a really important verse because you know you can't come to God if you're an atheist or if you're an agnostic you might well have occupied that space before but there has to be a little seed when you come to God of I Believe that you exist, and I'm going to make that decision to follow you. so there has to be um, you know, an initial belief uh, initial faith or belief in the existence uh, of God. but you know that statement that we've just read, believe that he is, you know, we've got to believe not just that he exists, but that he is active um, too. And, um, you know, it, he's active. He's the rewarder of those who sincerely seek him. That's an active God. That's a God who is moving. That is a God who is taking action. Um, and he's taking action even when it appears that he's not taking action. Okay? And this is really important because do you see God as active in the world? Or is your view that he's sort of substantially ignoring it and leaving the world to fend for itself? Um, do you see God as being active in your life right now, if, you know, particularly if things seem to be fairly disastrous in your life right now? Um, because I would say that most of us in this room today, if I, if I was to ask you, you know, do you believe in miracles? Uh, I think most of us would probably say yes, either because we've experienced a miracle or because we know somebody who's experienced uh, a miracle and um, you know, it's, it's been amazing and you know, we want to see more. But I think there's a danger here. Is that if we only see God as working in the miraculous, that is an underminer of faith. That is a narrowing of faith. And that will, uh, you know, and, you know, if we just see Him as active when He's doing something out of the ordinary that's supernatural that can't be rationally explained, I think that will really sap our faith. Because what I believe is we need to see God in everything. And, um, you know, we tend to divide, uh, and this really annoys me, it annoys me and myself, Uh, and, you know, so many um, believers, they they have this clear divide between uh, natural and supernatural, uh, secular and and spiritual, uh, and so on. I think God is totally holistic in our whole world. You know, we've got Christian music, we've got non-Christian music. No, I can touch God through um, non-Christian music, through some of the most sublime music. Um, you know, that was written probably for a very another. Now, some music I can't, but you know. But anyway, there we go. Can um, you West for what, who? Uh, whatever his name, is. <laughs> who is that bloke? For goodness' sake! Uh, anyway, I just didn't quite get him. But there we go. I'm elderly, and anyway, there we go. So you know, we can we can define the natural as the things that we can explain. And we define the supernatural as, as those things that we can't. And, you know, we've been educated probably by our culture to look at a tree and we see that it's growing. And we think that's just growing naturally. You know, a seed fell into the ground, it, it germinated, it you know grew, uh, started growing to a sapling and then it's grown to a, a full-blown um, tree and, and that sort of thing. Without seeing that that tree is totally and completely sustained by God. And this isn't me being sort of some, you know... Um, Environmental weirdo, Uh, I really believe that we need to see God in absolutely everything. He's working everywhere. He's working in everything, and we need to understand and not just live out of a God only is only working when he does something supernatural, but that he's working in everything. You know, I think sometimes we think that he originates something and then he goes away uh, and and you know forgets about it and does something else. No. Nothing in nature works in and of itself. It is God works it. He intervenes unceasingly, um, not just in miracles, but I believe in everything in life. And we really need to change our perception. Um, you know, we've got a, an older couple in our church. I'm not talking about being bonkers and sort of reading signs into things that aren't there. And, you know, I I think Ashley Schmira, who some of you will know, he told the story of of some bloke who comes out of a a church service, trips over, falls in the gutter, and he wakes up next to a foster's can, and he assumes that's God speaking to him to go to Australia. You know, I'm not talking about (laughs) stupid stuff like that. But what I do believe is that, actually, our eyes need to be open a lot more to God speaking to us through circumstances through things and you know, I've moved my I've shifted my ground because I'd be quite critical of people that uh, oh yeah well God spoke to me this way that way or the other way and actually I, I really I'm looking now for God to speak to me through circumstances and, and sort of slightly unusual things that are not supernatural things necessarily but it's God speaking to me in an amazing way okay so what else can we say about faith um, our faith is in God but we need to have faith in God's promises You know, faith's strength comes from God. Romans 10, verse 17 says this. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And as we've said, faith um, is simply... What is faith? It's taking God at his word and acting on it. That's what faith is. It's believing that he's as good as his word. And so faith is in God's promises. And if God hasn't promised it, then um, all the believing in the world ain't going to get you anywhere, okay? And faith... I believe only stretches as far as the boundary of God's word. Uh, but the amazing thing is that this book pretty much covers every, either directly or indirectly, every scenario you are likely to encounter in your life, wherever you go, whatever you do, whatever your 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 life looks looks like. And so that is the most amazing. Um, you know if we're going to go on a journey uh, to see our faith grow we really are going to need to know what the promises of god are in that book and uh, so that then we can put our faith in those promises and we can really believe them so you know if we're going to increase in faith firstly we need to broaden our knowledge of god and our understanding of god by seeing him active in all sorts of different ways uh, in the world and secondly we need to understand this book and the promises in this book And see that they're critical to us shaping our future by our faith. So faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Faith is not something we can just work up. Or happens as a result of an emotional meeting. Or it it comes intrinsically through the word of God. And it's an amazing thing. Let me read Mark chapter 11 verse 24. It says this. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if this is Jesus speaking. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. That's a jaw-dropping verse, isn't it? Incredible verse. Um, and this verse is critical to your future. Um, just firstly, a bit of a caveat. When it says you can pray for anything, I think there is it is implied in that, that what we are believing God for is consistent with His Word, was consistent with what He wants. And what He wants, of course, is to be found in there. So, you know, we're not going to be asking anything outside the boundaries of the Word of God. But to me, there are three types of faith. Okay? There's, There's belief that God can. All right, and that's really not faith, really at all, because you know I think we all believe that God can do what He wants to do. He's a supernatural God; He can intervene. He can do exactly what uh, He wants to do, um, and we've probably seen it many times in our own lives, and maybe in other people's lives too. And so, believe that God can. Second thing is that believe that God will. That believe that God will. Do eventually what he said he will do. Very often, his timing isn't the same as ours. That's what I've found with God is his timing is rarely what I would like it to be, but he will do. But then there's a third type of faith it's the belief that God has done what he'll say he do. And that's huge because that's not logical, it's counterintuitive, it's not happened yet. But really, that's what faith is all about. I think it's what you were talking about, Cheryl. And I love what Cheryl said. It's giving, I think this is what you said, wasn't it? It's giving thanks for those things that haven't happened yet. For that job, that promotion, that whatever it is. Giving thanks to God. You know, anybody can believe that you've, you've got something after you've got it. I mean, that requires no faith whatsoever. Uh, there's nothing special about that. But what this verse is saying, it's not walking by sight. It is walking by Faith, it's believing you've got something before you have received it. And uh, that is something that is absolutely incredible. Let me read Hebrews 11 verse 1. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives assurance about the things we cannot see. Uh, In the Amplified, it says this, Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, like this, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we don't see, and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. I really like that. You know, faith perceives as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. We've got five senses. Taste, touch, hearing, sight, and smell. Well, faith, true faith, won't touch any of those. It's like a sixth one that enables us to see into the future and appropriate what we are believing God for, and it's so exciting. It's so amazing, and I love um, you know what it says. It talks about the title deed to something you own. Uh, you know, for those of you who are home owners, I own my own home uh, together with NatWest Bank. But I've got the title. In fact, Nat West, I think, i have got the title. Well, anyway, one of us has got the title D's. Whoever owns it, and it is the sure fight. If anybody comes along and says, Oi, that's not your house, or Oi, I've got some sort of claim to your house, or whatever, I've got a a covenant on it, or whatever, I can go to my solicitor and say, No, that is it. It is saying, that is my house, uh, get your mitts off, it's registered at the land re- registry or whatever it is, uh, the title deeds are mine. And in the, it, it is just absolutely sure fire cast iron. And in the same way, faith is sure fire cast iron. Yeah. But it's hairy being out there, and it's, but it's glorious um, being out there. And then lastly, um, I just want to look at a, a little example of faith. Um, which shaped the future of a bunch of, of guys who were in a boat with Paul. And, um, you know, they're in this storm. It's huge. It's a typhoon. It really... And it's gone on for days. And uh, the ship is is breaking up. It's, you know, it's out... They're panicking. Uh, it's catastrophic. They're assuming that they're all going to die. And that would be the, you know, what, what one would assume. And then this is what Paul says to them in Acts chapter 27, verse 22. And he says take courage, none of you are going to lose your lives, even though the ship will go down. He's completely confident in the face of every reason to be unconfident. Um, why? And he goes on to say, For last night an angel of the God whom I belong to whom I belong and to whom I serve stood beside me and said, Don't be afraid, Paul, for surely you will stand trial before Caesar. What's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. And so he'd had this word from God. He's put his faith in it. Um, The storm is raging. Bits of the ship are falling off. And I suppose I want to apply it to you. Um, These are interesting times that we're living in. And it may be that the ship that you're standing in, that has been cruising along for quite a while, actually bits of it are falling off. And uh, maybe the mast's gone. And uh, you're starting to take on water and you, you're starting to uh, keel over and lean over uh, uh, and whatever. And, but this is what his situation was. And so he speaks faith. His sixth sense has heard God, received what God has said, and sees their protection in the face of what everybody would see as certain drowning. And so he says, so take courage for I believe God, it will be just as he said, but we will be shipwrecked on an island. And of course, that's exactly what happened. I I love it. And these these are the words I want to leave you with tonight. He says this, I believe God, it will be just as he said. I think those are absolutely stonking words. I believe God, it will be just as he said. Uh, You know, I think that sort of almost needs to be a catchphrase for for us as Christians. Um, I believe God, it will be just as he said. Uh, Bits falling, oh dear, the the stern of the ship's fallen off. I believe God, it will be just as he said. Um, uh, Oh dear, there's a hole appeared in the side of the ship. I believe God, it will be just as he said. And you know, these are interesting times. And, yeah, we're all going through stuff. And there's not one person here who's not going through a bit a bit of, well, I said it's more in poo, um, <laughs> in some way, shape, or form. And, you know, i re- sorry, it's been a really short message tonight, and, and you know, it's probably stuff you've heard of. most of you have heard a lot of times before. But do you know what? I think there's a the timing of God right now. I know there is for me. Let's put it that way. I'll put my hand up. This is stuff I need to listen to and I'm listening to myself and I'm feeding on myself. This is a time for us to be faith people. And you know, I think, for those of you who are Christians, if there's one thing it's easy to fall off the edge of, it's, it's faith. You know, you, you, sort of, you can believe God for something and uh, you, know, you see breakthrough there and then you sort of, you, we sort of default back. But actually, I think this is a time for us as a people and us as a church to be absolutely on the razor-sharp edge of faith where we're not just those that are believing that God can or that God will, but that He has. And He has every single one of you in the palm of His hand. And you might be facing some, some serious stuff. I know, you know the oil industry, you know, the, the, the disaster that is for, for some of you, uh, or, or that you know, might be. God's got you in the palm of your hand. God's got your family in the palm of your hand. Maybe, maybe your kids are all over the shop maybe you've got relational issues maybe God's got you in the palm of your hand and I love this I believe God it will be just as he said I think for some of you you're thinking well I'm not quite sure what God has said to be absolutely honest can I make a recommendation that you pick this up and start to read it a little bit more maybe or maybe you're not reading it at all and you haven't read it for a bit because you've been a bit discouraged or whatever pick it up you have got promise after promise after promise of God. Don't be vulnerable. Just stoke yourself up. Put, just surround yourself with a cast iron concrete plating of the word of God. And you will hear him speak to you about what you need. I believe God. It will be just as he said. Thanks for listening.